Hey there, and welcome to Dylan, It's Your Time. This is a podcast brought to you by me personally to bring on all types of guests on here to share their stories, to be vulnerable, to share insights, or anything that will help benefit you in your life. It's about inspiring you. It's about you being seen. It's about you actually looking within on what maybe you need to look at. And I'm really excited and honored to do this with you guys and looking forward to just diving in with everyone and sharing my insights with you personally and ready to be vulnerable. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to a new episode. I'm super excited about my guest today. This is Ellie. She is a soul cycle instructor. Absolutely incredible energy. She's so genuine, so humble, just full of juices of flowing of inspiration. If you've not been to Soul Cycle, well, welcome to an episode that's gonna make you go to Soul Cycle. This is not a regular spin class. This is a whole like journey for you to actually go into a room to be inspired, to feel everything that you're feeling, to be exposed, to feel safe, to cry, to get a good workout and to be inspired. And Ellie just brings this like, she just looks at you like deep into your soul and knows exactly what's going on there and feeds everything that you need at that moment. And she is such a gift um, to this world, to be honest. Uh, She has definitely met her calling. I'm going to dive into all different questions with her to see how she was drawn to this because I see that she was meant to be here and she is just an incredible soul and I'm so excited for her to be here today. Welcome. What's up, gang? What is up? <laughs> what is up? How are you doing? What is up? Um, I'm good. Actually, I just got done doing my own spin class. I went into the studio by myself and I rode for about an hour and it was great. It was incredible. Oh, oh, good. Good. Oh, I love that. I love that. So you take some time to yourself to like, just be with your yeah. own. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know as everybody else as how did you get drawn to be a soul cycle instructor from, you know, like a regular spin instructor, nothing against them, but th- it's totally different. It's totally different. It is. It is. It's totally different. Um, so I, came from a medical background and honestly I just got fitness has always been something that's like been in my blood I was a an athlete through high school through college and so I've always worked out and I actually would just go to the you know your average gym and I would sit on the bicycle and ride and um like I I enjoyed that but then like just coming from like my job that I was at because I would just see the same patients come in and out of the office and I would see the same patients, you know, having surgery and having things done. And like, it just got to be very, um, very kind of like not depressing, I guess depressing would be the right word, but like, I just got very discouraged for people. Cause I'm like, why don't people want to take care of themselves? And so then that made me like look into different types of fitness. Cause I, I eventually got bored just going to the gym and like doing my own workouts and nothing against that, obviously. But, um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a group kind of person. I like to be around people. And so 
I looked into group fitness and so I started doing Pilates and I could never really get into yoga and then I found like a mom and pop cycling studio and I just was I I literally got addicted to it within like the first ride and it was like the loud music the dark room and it was just like a really cool environment where when you are like under bright lights all day long and you're like talking to people all day long and you're basically people pleasing day in and day out um it was nice to be able to kind of like like shut down your brain for 45 minutes and just not have to tell people to do anything and like you're not in charge somebody else is in charge and i fell in love with that and so then i became friends with um one of the instructors and he was like have you ever thought about trying out like you're a great writer you know you like probably have really great music and so that's honestly what got me into it was a combination of just like wanting to like reinstill hope for mankind that people do take care of themselves mm, yes. um and then also that I just I just loved it I mean and selfishly like I got to work out and get paid so like hey it's a win-win right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I won't, I won't lie I'll be honest about that that's pretty it's a pretty sweet deal so I would agree with you on that yeah when you when you were a, a writer like did you actually ever have a, like an picture yourself doing it or when did he you only picture that when he said that to you um no I definitely I had definitely thought about it where I was like man that'd be that'd be cool like I think I could do that I definitely had that thought of I think I could do that um and it's much 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 harder than it looks I will say that it is so much harder than it looks give a shout out to whatever fitness instructor you go and take from because working out talking and making sure that the room is safe at the same time like it can be a very overwhelming process so thank your fitness instructor next time you see him because it's hard <laughs> I, mean, I'm, for, I mean like from an out so I'm like I do fitness and I teach my clients and everything but it definitely looks like a a hard experience to do to be on the level that you're at, especially. Mm. Yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely thought about it from time to time. I've never given it like a, a big serious thought, just because I had my career in medicine and I was, you know, like on that path doing that. So I'd never really given it like a serious thought until he said, like, "Hey, I've noticed," and like I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like somebody. Somebody noticed me. Somebody else thinks that I would be good at this. Mm. Um, so that that is definitely what caused me to have a little bit more of a serious outlook on it. That's great. What? So what was? Um, how did you get drawn to like Soul Cycle? Um. Well. I, so I, I didn't live in Dallas. I lived like outside of Dallas and it honestly would probably take me about like an hour to get into the city. Um, so anytime I would, I sound like such a podunk redneck, but anytime I go into the city, um, it was like, like I would want to go and like take a class and, their classes are hard, and I definitely remember, because this is something that we get a lot of times, is that, like, oh, my gosh, it's so intimidating, and, like, you know, I don't think that I fit in. I'm not in shape enough. I don't, like, wear the right clothes. Like, 
all of those things. I think that's just kind of like a natural tendency and feeling to have, like regardless of where you go to work out, if you just don't know anything about it. But I had those same thoughts as well. And so like I went and I tried it once. Um, and yeah, like people that are in there are like serious. Oh my and gosh. Yes. Yes. They are serious <laughs> and they are there. They are to work out and they are there to find their soul and they are there to like recharge and reset and like make no mistake. And so that like as like an athlete, I was drawn to that kind of mentality too, that like I enjoy being around people that have that same kind of like, you know, let's go kick ass kind of mentality. Um, but then from when I started teaching, I loved to go and ride at SoulCycle because, and this is a personal feeling, um, I I personally feel like SoulCycle holds their instructors to a higher standard and that they require them to, you know, offer a certain level of a workout, a certain mindset, a certain, you know, overall community building attitude. And not to say that that's not available anywhere else, but I just personally, just, I personally feel like SoulCycle is the top and that they definitely, um, they definitely push their instructors to be their best every single day and give everything that they have. And so again, like as an athlete, that kind of mentality just it resonates so strongly with me. Mm. Um, and that's really what pushed me to want to try out for soul cycle was because I was like, I want to be like, I, I have goals. I have dreams. I would love to be like a, a well-known, you know, fitness instructor. And, you know, I, I felt like, you know, if you want to, if you want to be the best, you got to train with the best. And so yeah, like for, in, for indoor cycling, I personally feel like that's soul cycle. Mm. <clears throat> I, I mean, Soul Cycle is phenomenal. I think it's one of the best. It, I, it is, it is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and there, and there, there is nothing, nothing against because I definitely think that there are some all-star cycling instructors that work for other studios, and like, um, you know, I think you can be a star wherever you're at, and like a lot of this can be just like a mindset, and you know. If, you don't you don't necessarily because if there's a lot of places that soul cycle is not within their market and they just physically cannot go um right i mean so, it's not like, here. It's, i'm in orlando and it's not here it's in tampa it's all yeah, yeah yeah so it's you know it it's not necessarily always about i think that it's just soul cycle is more like it's just pushing people to be their very best and that is that's that's what I'm drawn to, and that's what I really like. Um, but I've definitely I've definitely gone to ride with other places. Like I'll give a couple shout outs. Like here in Tampa, I've gone to ride with Frank at Union Three, who is kick ass. I've gone to ride with Alexa over at Cycle Bar South Tampa. She is kick ass. Um, Amy Mazinski at the same place. She is kick ass. And like, so yeah, I think that you know, th there's definitely. Um, you can be great wherever you're at, but just personally for me and my growth where I wanted to be, I felt like SoulCycle was the best move, um, but it was definitely a hard choice for sure. Hmm. And it was a, it was a big, it was a big choice because going to SoulCycle is, it's hard. It's hard. It, 
is hard. <laughs> <laughs> what What would you say that is different from like uh, like going versus to just like a regular spin class to Soul Cycle? Like, what's the difference between that experience? Um, well, Soul Cycle is definitely they move at a quicker pace, so um, they definitely make you ride faster on the bike. Um, I I definitely enjoy going quickly as well, but um, I also understand that there's a lot that can be learned and there's a lot that can be achieved at going slower and heavier as well. Um, but the, the, probably the first and foremost difference between soul cycle and any other studio is that we go fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we, we ride the bike fast, but just like ins and outs kinds of things. Um, you know, if you were to go to a typical LA fitness kind of gym, yeah. Um, they, they don't have you clip into the bike with like special shoes, like soul cycle has you do that. Um, and that's more of like a, a safety thing. And you actually are able to get a more efficient bike workout when you do it that way versus just putting your feet like inside of like a basket, um, which I've done, I've done them all, done them all. Um, and then, you know, we, we do everything is, is to the beat of the music. So our music is the heart and soul of our company. And that is really what drives us. Um, and that's what makes each individual instructor very, very special is that we're allowed to play whatever music we like. Um, I mean, I've never been in the class where they play like classical violin or anything, but I wouldn't put it past somebody. <laughs> um, but that's what makes it so so unique and so great is that you're really able to, to find an instructor that you vibe with. Um, and I've always loved music, and I just think that there is something um, that can bind people together that music brings. Because um, it's just like, if you think about it, like with memories, like a lot of people say, like, I remember, like, when I hear this song, I can remember exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing. And for what I, I don't know what it is about the brain, but music just allows us to remember things. And it like, it gives you like a deeper, a deeper reach. Um, and so we really dig into the music side and we take a lot of time and we put in a lot of effort putting together our playlists and trying to have music that people listen to, but then also having it be like a musical journey and maybe hearing songs that you've never heard before. Um, and you can be like, Oh wow, that's really cool. And then it also like allows like a learning curve too. Is like, you know, we want people to come in and feel like they they've, they've gained something when they leave, whether that's like a newfound strength or, you know, a, a band that they've never listened to before, or like a friend that they wrote to next to in class, like, we always want to feel like we're, we're having people leave with something more than what they came in with. Um, I love that. And that, that's a, that's, I mean, I, I haven't experienced anywhere like that, like I have with soul cycle. So I think that's a big difference um, too. And, and the people, they, they put a lot of effort into the people that they pick, not only from front desk, but management um, and, you know, picking instructors and auditioning and that whole process is um, like they, they do their, their due diligence for sure. And they, uh, they put a lot of time into picking who they're going to have represent their company. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I, I feel that with the company for sure. When you uh, are, you know, instructing and teaching, like where, where does your inspiration come? Are you getting that from what writers are going for? 
through or from you that day? Like where, where does, cause you'll usually unload like this whole thing and then speak to the whole entire class. Yeah. Um, sometimes it kind of, it kind of depends. It just depends on where I'm at that day. I personally love to speak from a very, very, uh, vulnerable place just because my past and the things that I've gone through, I've been very closed off and I've, I am learning and I'm continuing to learn how to be open and vulnerable in the place that I feel the best Mm -hmm. and I feel the strongest is in that room. And I feel like the things that I share in that room are going to be received so much better than they would outside of the room. So I take that time to like unload things. And I also think that it's really, um, it's just, it's very comforting for writers to know that like I go through the same shit they do that like I have hard days and not everything is sunshine and rainbows. And for whatever reason, it's not like they want their instructor to be negative, but it's like, they also want to know that like, I'm not alone in this world. I think people just want to know that they don't do things alone. Yeah. And, um, so, or I will like, it can be something little too. Like there's a lot of inspirational things that I follow on Instagram and if it's like a quote that I saw that day, or if it's something that like I read in a book, I'm a huge book reader. Um, I try and pull inspiration from a lot of different things so that, so that no well ever runs completely dry. Um, and there can be, a, there's a lot of times that I'll have writers who talk to me about things and I can like, I can, I can twist maybe like their personal, their personal like involvement into something that can be, you know, taken into like an account for the whole entire group. So it just, it just kind of depends on where I'm at that day. Um, I I do, I do speak a lot from a very, very personal standpoint though. And I do, I do let my class in on a lot of things that are going on in my own life. Um, because I go through the same things that everybody else does too. Like I have self-confidence issues. I have family issues. I have, you know, boy issues. I have, you know, things that like I burned my dinner last night. Like I have things that I go through too, that, that everybody else does. And it's just, it can be something so simple, but like sometimes the the simplest things are the things that resonate the largest with people. Um, Cause it's really and truly about the little things day to day. So it's really true. I mean, like when, when I take your class, that's what I get from you. It's like, you know, you, you're, there's such an inspiration when you're, you know, teaching us and everything, but from there, you're, you're very much just like us, just because you're on there, you're, you're very much connecting with all of us. And that, I think that's, what's the beautiful part about you is you really just share your vulnerable experience in you. I, I try to be, I try to be very vulnerable. Um, because for whatever, for whatever reason, um, I like, there's just this, and I don't know if it's because we ride on a podium. I don't know. I'm not sure what it is, but it's almost like people look at their, their soul cycle instructor. Like, um, they have this perfect life and that nothing could possibly ever go wrong for them. And they, you know, and yes, we, we do kind of have to sometimes sweep under the rug if we're having a bad day. But I also like to use that as like, fire for my own class like there was there was one day that um it was a Wednesday night and I had gotten an email from my ex-husband who I had not heard from in ages I mean like ages 
And now all of a sudden, he wants to come out and say, like, oh, it looks like you're so happy, yada, yada, yada. Hmm. And I'm like, why the, why the fuck are you emailing me right now? Like, I got angry. Like, I got angry. So then I go into the next Thursday morning, 6 a.m. class, and I'm like, guys, I'm I'm real pissed off right now. Like, I am pissed. I am so angry. And it's just, and so then people are like, you know, and it, it, then that also is like, they know me and they know my story and they know where I come from. And so they're able to like get on board with me. And it's this really, it was the, one of the coolest things. Cause it was this ebb and flow of like, I need you guys right now. And like, they showed up for me that day. And that was the oh, coolest wow. thing. And I completely attribute that to that. I've been vulnerable with my classes and I've let them know what's going on in my life. And like, I've allowed people to be there for me and to like know where I come from. And, um, you know, people want to show up for you. And so it was like this really cool moment. And like one of the guys in the second row, and he was like, well, let's ride hard, baby. And he was just like, he was like, so into it. And so then like, I got fired up and then he got fired up and then the whole class got fired up. And it was this really cool moment and it was such a neat example of like how energy from one person can like transmit to different people and how you so easily can like light up an entire room um and that was probably that happened like a couple weeks ago that was that was one of the cooler moments since I've moved to Tampa that was really neat oh wow Wow. Yeah. When you, I mean, you bring your, what you're going through in class and you actually get to share that everyone's just on there with you because you're doing it with them and then they, you share the connection together. That's the, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Sure. There's healing on both sides. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, go, going from like the, their nursing level of helping and then helping like others to teaching like 40 classes, or no, not 40 classes, 40 students or more, like how would you say the difference is between that, that matter of like service for you? Wait, say that again? <laughs> <laughs> so from, from going into nursing and to be able to give back and heal in that way, right, to have that service, and then going yeah. into teaching your 40 students or more in a class, like how would you say the difference in that service is for you? Oh, well, like outreach. I feel like I'm able to, to help so many more people at one time and where like, you know, in medicine, it's a very, you know, case by case situation and it's like one-on-one -on -one. and I feel like, like when, like in, in this phase of my life being in fitness, um, I don't know. I feel like people are like hungry to learn more. And it's like, how can I be better? How can I, you know, better fuel my body and what can I do to help myself? And I just found that like, I mean, I'm sure that there are people like that, like in medicine, but I don't know. I just kept seeing the same people come in and I'm like, I, like I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to sit here and give you the tools to do something good for yourself, like stop smoking, stop, stop, you know, like yeah. control your diabetes, stop drinking alcohol. Like there are very simple things that you can do to help yourself. And it was almost like, I just got to a point where I, I just like kind of stopped caring. And that's when I knew I was like, I've got to make a change. Um, it's cause like when I stop caring, then they're really going to stop caring. And I'm like, I'm not even going to go through any of this anymore because nobody listens 
nobody cares enough about themselves. And, um, you know, there's not to say like, I'll never, I'll never go back. Like I, I'm who knows. Um, but I feel like my, my outreach is wider Mm -hmm. and it's, it's more in tune with how I live my own life and things that I, that I find very important just for my own self, um, like eating right, getting enough sleep, drinking water, uh, working out, having like a healthy, like mental health, like health as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and how you take care of yourself in that way. And like who you surround yourself with the things that you go and fill your time with, um, like all of those things are very important to me. And I feel like when I, when I talk about that stuff now, it's just, it's received with a much, um, a much better, I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for that people just, they, they just, they receive it a lot more, they just receive it a lot better than, you know, any kind of like medical facts I would ever give people. And then I would sit there cause I worked for my dad in his medical office and I would sit there and I see my dad like, pour his heart and his soul into his patients and I see him again the next week and they're doing the same shit. And I'm like, gosh, just from like a a daughter standpoint, I'm like, why are you wasting my dad's time? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's such a bad thing to say. Cause like, I, like he will never, ever, ever stop caring for people. And it's just who he is. And it what's, it's what makes him like one of the most incredible men ever. But I mean, just for me, like, uh, you know, I always say like the asshole in me, I'm like, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how, because I got frustrated and he's been in practice for over, you know, like 30 years. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I did this for like five and I got frustrated. I don't know how you did this for 30. Like, but I guess that's what makes, you know, people when they find what they're, what they're truly on the earth to do, I guess that's what you, you can just see it and it's, it's no longer a job and it's no longer a burden. It's like, it's just who they are. I mean, it sounds like you wanted to like work with people that actually wanted to show up for themselves more than like go in there and say, this is what's going on, but not actually do anything to help themselves. So you're doing, working with people that actually want to show up for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were, were you concerned like going from the, between the money, the financial part of it between the two, or did you just think that after you made that decision, like the universe has your back? Um, yeah, there was a little bit of this where I just kind of had to like trust the process. Um, and it was a little, it was a struggle and I, I won't lie. Like it's a struggle. It, sometimes it can be a struggle now. Yeah. Um, just because obviously I get paid based on how many people show up to my class. Um, SoulCycle does take care of their instructors well. Um, and then they reward people like the longer you are with the company, they give you a lot of opportunity to, to move up and become a senior instructor or a master instructor. And so, and so then that obviously too provides like a self propelled desire to, to push and like be better and, build your community. And like, I think that too is how they get their instructors to be the caliber that they are. Um, but yeah, at, at first, at first blush, I was very nervous and I still get nervous. I mean, I've always been a saver and I, I'm frugal and you know, I don't 
spend a lot of money on clothes or, you know, anything like that. If I spend money on anything, it's always food. I've always said, like, <laughs> I don't necessarily need, like, a clothing endorsement. I want, like, Chipotle to endorse me. Like, I want I want food. <laughs> Give me food. Um, so if Chipotle is listening, uh, I'm your girl. I will, I will so do that. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, you know, you just, uh, like anything else, you just, you learn to adapt. And, um, I, I can't say that my, my life has changed that much. The things that I'll spend money on or I don't spend money on, um, I think I'm, I might actually be like more money conscious and like, which is probably, which is probably a good thing. Um, Mm. but I think that, you know, the, the immediate switch from something that is salaried to something that's not salaried, regardless of like what it is, like it can be very daunting and, um, you know, just cause it's unknown and you just, you've never, I've never had to do that before. So like, I don't, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but then that's where you really have to have faith in yourself that people are going to show up for the product that you are selling. And I mean, you're basically selling yourself. Um, and that again, loops right back into the more vulnerable I've been and the more willing I've been to show up as my truest, most genuine self, the more likely people are to do the same thing because people want something real And like at first, you know, like the shiny and like the perfect, like, yeah, that's like alluring and people are like curious, but then what really gives you like the long haul is is somebody that's, that shows up that's themselves. And it's like, you know what, this is who I am. This is who I've always been. So kind of take it or leave it. And that's a big thing that they taught us, you know, when we went through soul cycle training was that like, not everybody is going to like what you have to offer. And that's okay. That is okay. Do you have any idea how many people there are in this world? Like, that's fine. Just like you don't like everything that somebody else has to offer, but that doesn't make them a terrible person. And that doesn't make you a terrible person. That just makes you different. So that's been something that I really had to learn that like, I have to know and I have to be very, very confident in who I am and what I'm selling and what I'm offering the world and that people are going to show up for that. Um, and it takes time. It takes time. And I, I think too, that people like automatically assume that you're just going to like hit the ground running, but it's like people are investing their time and their money in you and yeah. they have to trust you. That's true. They, hold on. They have, they have on. to when trust who you process. are. Um, back great yeah you can keep going okay (laughs) um so it's 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 a lot of time that I have to invest on the front end to like let people get to know me and you kind of have to break open your shell and let people see you, um, in a way that might make me a little uncomfortable at first. Um, but it helps people trust you. And the more they trust you, the more willing they are to spend time with you and invest their money in you. Um, so it's, it's definitely like a a buildable thing and, you know, you really just have to be willing to grind it out and hustle 
and put your nose to the ground and and understand that maybe the first couple of years are going to be hard and it's going to be a stretch, but like in the long run, it's going to be more than worth it because um, you're going to have built this very genuine, a very real, a very authentic community base where people not only can depend on you, but they can depend on each other as well because they know the kind of tribe that you attract and they're going to be the same kind of people. And it's, I mean, that's one of the most rewarding parts about my job is watching people become friends with each other. And you're like, I, you would have never, you would have never, ever, ever met this person had you not come to this cycling class. And that's the coolest thing for me that like, you're able to watch these connections and friendships be built. And that is a very non-monetary thing that I, I value so much is watching people become friends with each other just based on that they had probably the same time slot available to go work out. Like what are the chances? So. Mm, I love that. That's really good. What, what does your, your family think of it? Um, I was really nervous about, cause obviously I, like I said, I worked for my dad at his surgery center. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was terrified to tell my parents that like, I don't want to do nursing anymore. Like, I don't want to, that was like, I was, <laughs> uh, cause I mean, cause my whole family's in medicine. My dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse, my sister's a PA, like all my aunts and uncles are all doctors. Um, it like, it's like the family biz and we joke about it all the time. Um, but I was hella nervous and I, but my, my parents were so cool about it. Oh, like, that's so and, good. Yeah. And I should, I should have known, I should have known that they would have been this way because my parents are hella cool anyway. Um, but they had just like the, the big parent concerns, you know, like, can you eat? Can you live somewhere? Like they came from a place where they had no idea. Like what, what does being in fitness even mean? Like, I, I like they don't know what, they don't know what that means. Um, and so there was like, just, it was just a lot of education and that's where like, I just had to fill them in on like how, how this whole world works. And you know, I had to be honest with them. I had to be honest with myself that like a lot of this, I don't know about either. So we did a lot of learning together. Um, but in the end, my parents, they just, they've always said like, we just want to see our kids be happy. We just want to see them find something that lights them up and that they feel happy and fulfilled about going and doing every single day. Um, cause like money, money's not everything. And Agreed. you know, you, if you are able to get up and feel happy about what you do every single day, the money's going to show up and not that you don't ever have to worry about it because I think that's just like silly, but, um, you know, I, that plays into the, the mental health side of what you decide to do with your life as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it uh that's so amazing that they they supported it because they could have been totally of like a complete opposite. They sound awesome. Yeah. Oh, my parent my parents are the absolute coolest. <laughs> and and not to say I mean that they're 
that they don't have their concerns and I'm sure that they still do. And I think that's a very parent thing that like, they're going to worry about their kids regardless. Um, but I think it does give them some comfort to know that like, I do have a plan B and I do have something I can fall back on if need be. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, that's nice too. But, uh, my parents have noticed, I mean, cause I've been in indoor cycling for about five years now. Uh, both part-time and full-time, but I've been full-time for probably like, I would say maybe three and a half, four years now. Hmm. Um, and especially since I've, I've gone to soul cycle, I mean, I think my parents have noticed that I'm just, I just, I'm just freer. I just have like a much more open kind of personality and I mean that also has a lot to do with like my my personal life as well but like um they've noticed that I just have like a happier spirit overall which is all that they can ever ask for so Hmm. Hmm. that's so good that is so good what would you say is the hardest thing about um instructing oh um Gosh, do I have to pick just one? Oh. <laughs> you can pick two, three. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll pick, I'll pick two. The big two things are, um, and this was something that I was hit smack in the forehead with uh, when I moved to Tampa, was being able to provide an inclusive workout, but understanding that there are going to be people from all different levels of fitness that come in. But being able to, oh yeah, yeah, being able to provide this, this like environment where people feel safe and they feel like they don't feel left out. Because um, I've been told my whole life that I have like a very intimidating um, demeanor, and um, it's something that I have—I've literally been told since I was probably like ten years old. Um, so it's something that I, that's something I'm very self-conscious about and that I struggle with constantly. Um, and so I am always looking at my room and I'm always looking to see like, okay, what do I think they can handle next? What do I think that like, you know, this person can handle, like how, how do you, how do you include everybody, but also challenge the most advanced writer and the least advanced writer at the same time? And it can be, it can be very, very, very challenging because like, I didn't even think about that. Gosh, yeah. Because you you never, yeah, you never want to make somebody feel, it's such a fine line. You never want to make somebody feel like incapable, but then you also never want to leave the most advanced person in the room feeling like, oh, well, that just wasn't worth it for me. And so it's like a... So I guess like I've, I've also, you have to learn too to give a lot of modifications and that it, I think just like encouraging in the way that you talk to your room and saying like, if you are not able to do this right now, that is okay. Like that is okay. And just reassuring people that where they're at is fine and that where they're at is exactly where they need to be. But then also the second thing is, um, cause I have a very eclectic music library um, so, so <laughs> playing, I guess playing music that people will number one, 
even recognize. Um, but then number two, that people are even going to enjoy. Like, um, I think picking music for me is really hard because I, it's, I have to get out of the mentality of like what I want to listen to. And then I have to like go into like the writer's brain and being like, what, what do they probably want to listen to right now? And so I've never been like a big top forties kind of person. Um, I, I like underground bands. I like things that like people have never heard before. I like big band sounds like Mumford and Sons. I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard of them, but like, um, Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah. But then like, I also really, I really enjoy like EDM. So like Rez is my favorite female DJ. She is cool as shit. Um, and so like when people hear some of my music, they can be like, Oh my God, she seems so scary, which is like a direct quote that I have actually heard somebody say before. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I've heard, I've heard, I've heard it all honestly. And, uh, you know, and again, that's okay. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but, um, I also like what gives me a lot of fulfillment, a lot of fire is when I can watch a writer progress and I can watch them. Cause there's actually a girl that has ridden with me since we opened soul cycle Tampa. She sits on sidebar. And, uh, at first, I mean, she's like, I've never done a cycling class before. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, <laughs> And, you know, watching her be able to move from that to be able to keep, like, a quick pace out of the saddle, like, no, I mean, she is, like, on top of it. Like, nobody's business. She's got it down, whatever. And so, I mean, we've been open for almost seven months. So being able to watch people do that is so fucking cool. And, like, watching the, the joy that they get from watching me recognize them, like, that's so cool. It's so cool. Um, oh, you guys, you get to see they're growing. Mm. Yeah. Which is like, that's the whole point of this. Right. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, yeah, I love that. I was, that was Don't my next question was, question. What's, okay. what's the most rewarding? And you just <laughs> answer the next one. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Um, how often do you ride as a writer? Um, it's changed significantly. Uh, when I was in New York, I didn't really get to ride as a writer because I was teaching like 15, 16 times a week. Ooh, yeah. Um, and just, yeah. So just based on like my body and how it felt, um, I didn't want to, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I would go and I would do different types of fitness. So I'm a big Pilates person. I love Pilates. Um, so I'd go do that and I'd also do like boot camp style classes um because I also really enjoy it when people just like yell at me as well um so, <laughs> so, so I would do that uh but now that I'm here in Tampa I because I teach 10 classes a week I try and ride anywhere between like two and three times extra because mm. what I found is like 13 times like riding 13 times a week whether or not I'm teaching or just riding itself is like my sweet spot. Um, and then I try and go and do like Pilates one day a week. And then I try to do some sort of other cross training one other time a week as well. People think I'm absolutely insane for like working out outside of when I actually teach. Um, but I find that it makes me a better instructor. Um, just cause I think it's very helpful to know what it feels like to struggle. And it's very helpful to know what it feels like 
to not be able to do something as well as your instructor does it. Um, yes. And it's just, it's just like, a, it's just like a mindset thing to know, like, this is like, I'm struggling. Cause like I go into Pilates and I'm the only person that's sweating like profusely. So it's nice. It's nice to have that mentality, like to have that thought process of being like, holy shit, you want me to do what? For how long? How many times? And then you want me to do it again on the other side? Like, fuck no. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really, really nice to be able to relate to people in that way and be like, I know what you're feeling and I know what's going on inside of your brain. Like, I've been there. You can absolutely push through this. Um, so that, that's why I like to work out outside of, of just riding too. And I love to go ride with other people at like other studios. Um, I try and do that maybe like twice a month. Um, That's great. Yeah. I mean, you're constantly, yeah. gro- you're growing through that, you know, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's probably nice as for you to actually take a break and check out from that to just check into you to be challenged on a different level. I think that's. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes it's so it's so nice like I really do like um the last time I went I went and I rode at um cycle bar and uh the girl at the end of class she was like oh my god I was so nervous for you to come in here and ride and I was like for whatever reason people think like when I go and take take your class like I'm like judging you or that like I'm like picking it apart and I'm like that is honestly the last thing that's on my mind like I want you to punish me I want you to like turn on my resistance I want you to like teach your class the way that you do it um and I'm gonna check in as a writer I never ever ever check in to another class especially another cycling class I never check in as a soul cycle instructor I check in as Ellie Morris the writer and like I I just enjoy truly seeing people thrive in their element and doing things that they love. And I love seeing people be who exactly who they're supposed to be. That is something that I get so much joy out of. Um, Cause just like, I just love genuine people. Uh, so when I'm able to like show up for somebody else and like cheer somebody else on, it's a very, it's, it's just fun. It's fun for me. I love doing that stuff. I adore you. I would just, you just said everything. Why I did the intro at the beginning, you just lined it all up beautifully <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, what is your overall vision with everything? Like, what is your vision? What are you, what are you thinking? Of? Oh gosh. Um, I get asked not regularly, but I've been asked before if I'd ever opened my own cycling studio. Mm. Um, and I would be, I would be silly to not have that thought process just because I pride myself on being like a, a go-getter and I like always having something I'm working towards at the moment. That's not something that's in the forefront of my mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've, I have thought about it, but really what my goal is right now um, is really building a, a community in Tampa and I want to, because I, I feel at home at SoulCycle and I feel at home in these massive markets that I've had the sheer pleasure and sheer privilege of being able to work in. Um, and that it's very cool. Cause like I, I, they brought me down from New York. And so, um, 
one of the coolest things about that is, I mean, obviously the city itself has a lot of energy. It has a lot of things to do. There's always people buzzing around. But the coolest thing that I found was that when you find a fitness home and no matter the Soul Cycle studio that I was in, because I spent a lot of time in Tribeca and Nomad um, in West Village, and it didn't matter what studio I was in, like it felt at home. And that is what I want to bring to Tampa is that I want to bring that, that pulsating energy of soul cycle, but I want it to have a very home home, like feel. Um, and I'm really proud of what we've done thus far. And this kind of goes back into like seeing people create friendships um, from just riding the same class time all the time. And then you get to know people and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, you're a nurse, I'm a nurse, or I'm a doctor, or I work at TGH, or, you know, whatever. It's like people are able to have these, like, connections, and they build these friendships. And so then you see the same people all the time at, like, these at these class times. And it almost becomes like, a, hey, are you going to show up tomorrow? Because I'm going to be there tomorrow. Like, it, you're able to build this thing. And so right now that's kind of, like, my, my short-term goal is to build, like, a strong – community environment where people feel safe, people feel welcome, um, and people feel like, you know, they can show up and sometimes they can show up and be a hot mess. And sometimes they can show up and they can be like on their A game and that no matter what, like we're going to be here for it. Um, cause there are definitely times where I show up and I'm like, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> like I haven't brushed my hair for three days. Like, let's talk about that. Like, so I, it's like, I want people to feel comfortable being themselves. Um, you know, obviously within Soul Cycle, like I would love to be a senior instructor um, sooner rather than later. Uh, so that's like a very personal goal. And, uh, you know, maybe sometime in the future, you know, I would I would open my own studio. But um, for, for right now, I'm very much so enjoying like just building the Soul Cycle name here in Tampa and uh, like letting people get to know what it is and who we are and that we're not scary. We're not intimidating. We're not here to like, you know, step on any toes. We're not here to like take away from anybody. We're, we're, we're really here just to like add another element to the fitness community that is Tampa Bay because it is so busy and people here are so athletic and like they want to be outside and they want to do things and they want to be like in shape and healthy and like that. Like we just, we want to add to that environment, not necessarily take away from anybody else. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Gosh. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of information. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So it's, it's so real and it's honest and it's loving and just everything about it is great. Uh, I have um, a few more questions and then we might yeah, take, yeah. Take, take like a breather and then come back and do more. So sure. uh, from here, what is your daily routine? Daily routine. Okay. Uh, well, I'm an early riser. So I wake up about 5.15, 5.30 every single day. Um, and right now my schedule actually just changed. And I used to teach 6 and 7 a.m. every day of the week. Um, now I teach 6 a.m. and 9.30, so my days, so I'm actually going through a little bit of a change, and um, so I'm actually relearning my morning activities at this point, so we're going to kind of, like, go through this together, I suppose. Mm. Um, 
So I normally don't, I don't eat before I go work out. And that again is a personal thing. Like I just, I find that I work out best when I don't. Um, I did it one time and I went and did like a CrossFit workout and I threw up everywhere. So I was like, I'm never eating before workout (laughs) ever again. It took me, it took me a very long time to be able to uh, eat eggs ever again. So it's like, you know what? I'm not going to ruin another one of my favorite food groups. So I'm just not going to eat before I work out. Um, But you bet your bottom dollar that I will eat as soon as I get home. Um, And this is something that I actually get asked a lot is like, what is my diet? And um, like people, people think that like to be fit and to do that is like, you're supposed to eat less. And it's not necessarily about eating less. Like, yeah, in the beginning, if you're trying to like lose weight, like, yes, a calorie deficit, but normally you're going to hit that calorie deficit by just um, eating better foods for yourself and you're actually upping your protein and your nutrients and you're getting better foods, but you can actually eat more and still have a calorie deficit, but whatever. Um, I digress. I like nutrition and food health is like, is something that I'm very passionate about as well, because I feel like there's a lot of like mis, uh, misinformation. Like people are very misinformed out there. Um, I eat carbs. I fucking love carbs. I eat them every single day. I love fatty foods, um, like good fats, like avocados, things like that. Um, I normally like eat breakfast as soon as I get home, uh, depending on what time of like when I worked out, I'll normally take like a mid morning nap, um, which is. How long's your nap? to a nap because I wouldn't be allowed to nap during the middle of the day, which would be a huge problem for me. Um, so <laughs> then like I'll, I'll wake up and like I have two little beagles. So I love to take them on walks. We love to like, we love to play and, you know, do all those things. I eat lunch. Um, I spend some time, uh, you know, doing like music research and seeing like what new is out there. Um, I'll, I'll get on SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever and usually go down like a music rabbit hole and like find something new. Um, I'm a big reader, so I love to, I love to read books. Um, and, uh, and then I'll make my playlist and usually I go and I teach that night. Um, I usually meal prep before I go in and do my evening class so that when I get home, I can just like throw something either in the oven or on the stove or whatever and like eat quickly. Cause then like I'm up and I'm at him at, 5 30 5 15 the next day um so Hmm. so some days like on because on Tuesdays and Thursdays I don't I only teach one day a week or I only teach one class that that day um so those are usually my days if I'm going to go cross train I usually do it on those days um and I do it like you know when they offer those like funky class times at like two o'clock in the afternoon those are for fitness instructors um, cause that's when, that's when we can go work out. So I appreciate all of those fitness studios that offer the off, off the beaten path class times, because that's when I can go work out. So I really appreciate you guys. I love that. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm a homebody. I love being at home. I love spending time at home. I, um, if I do spend money, I spend money like on, pillows and blankets and candles and things that like make my space feel very homey. Um, so I really enjoy, I love cooking. So I love being at home, um, and doing that, which is, 
you know, it's kind of funny because people expect me to be like this extreme extrovert because of my job. And it's like, I give so much of myself and so much energy. And I put so much of me into my classes that like when I, when I'm done, I am like, I'm spent and like, I need to go home and I need to be by myself and I need to like recharge. Um, and some people like, some people are not like that. Like I, but I am definitely, I'm definitely what you would consider an introvert. So I love being at home. I love going to the dog park. Um, I FaceTime with my, with my niece and my nephew, like any chance that I can get. Um, Hmm. my days, my days get kind of boring or what other people might think is boring sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Very simple. Yes. I prefer the word simple rather than boring. Yes. Simple. Simple. (laughs) Um, how, how do you fill up like on a day of, um, teaching all day instructing? Um, honestly, by, by being at home. Yeah. Um, I will either like take a nap or, um, yeah, I, I honestly just recharge like by taking a really nice long hot shower. Um, (laughs) and then being at home and not doing anything. I, I guess that, I guess that's the, the dictionary's definition of being an introvert is that you recharge by being alone. Um, (laughs) yeah. So I, I love to like, just, I love to go home and read, um, and either like make myself something to eat or, um, I don't know, I guess like I love to bake as well. And I've been trying to, I've been trying out this new, uh, cinnamon roll recipe that has not been going very well. Um, I'm now on my third try. And I've gotten nowhere with it. So (laughs) we're doing really well. We're doing really well. Um, (laughs) So, but I definitely, I definitely just recharge just by being at home just, and not even necessarily being like, I like having a friend over, but just something very simple. Um, But I, I regain a lot of energy just by being like at peace at, at my, in my own space. Um, I think that's more of what it is. No, that's great. That's great. I, I, that's what I was, I was thinking. It would probably be pretty simple for you. <clears throat> oh gosh. Yeah. I'm a very simple, I'm a very simple girl. Very simple. Like the guy, the guy that I'm dating, I, uh, I told him, I'm like, literally all you have to do is feed me and tell me I'm pretty and I will be set forever. <laughs> like that is <laughs> That's pretty simple. That is, that is it. I really don't need anything else. Like that is it. That is it. He's like, okay, I, I think I can handle that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wow, this is great for me. I really love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a little breather here to get like a drink of water, a kombucha, a smoothie. And then we're going to come dive into some more questions with her. Sweet. Yes. We'll be back. Perfect. We are back. Hope you guys took a bathroom break. Maybe got a drink, kombucha, water, whatever your jam is. And we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go into some more 
with her. And I want to, let's see, what I'm going to start you off with is what is um, healthy look like to you? Like involving like mind, body, soul, like what, what is healthy? Ooh, that's a great question. Hmm. Um, Cause I feel like people these days think that healthy means that you have to like weigh 110 pounds and, or like wear a size two or whatever. Um, and one of my favorite writers in Dallas um, she actually used to be like a big marketing person for um, Lululemon, and she had some of the best outlooks on what being healthy means. Um, and for me, it's obviously eating foods that are going to fuel me to be able to go and do what it is that I want to do. Um, I have not stepped on a scale in God knows how long because. All it does for me is create this negative energy and not to say like sometimes like that, that gives people like fuel and it like lights a fire under them, whatever. Um, but this is obviously just personally for me. Um, it, it puts me in a very, very bad state of mind in that, like, cause obviously being a fitness instructor, we're judged constantly. Um, and this is actually, it's actually great that you asked this question because I was at the pool over the weekend Mm. and um, I actually overheard this conversation being had um, about soul cycle instructors here in Tampa. Um, Oh, wow. And yeah. And, um, you know, things were being said about certain body types and that, um, and it was actually said specifically about me that I, I did not look like a fitness instructor. Or I didn't look like a, a soul cycle instructor. I was like, damn. Wow. <laughs> she's, a, she's a savage. And like, and that's where I, like, I, for like a hot second, like I let it get to me. But then like, I, I look at it and I think, you know what? Part of my story is that, um, you know, there can be power in any body's type. And so this is where like, what does it mean to actually be healthy? Um, and I think that if your body is able to do the things that you want to go and do, um, you have to fuel it in the right way. So yes, yes, eating, eating, eating the right way is huge. And people, I think downplay it. And like, it actually has a lot more benefits besides just helping you look the way that you want to, you sleep a lot more soundly, um, your skin and not even just like the skin on your face, but the skin on your body. Um, is able to endure a lot more. So if you were to, God forbid, ever have a surgery or have like a a major like scar or something on your body, like your skin is able to heal much better if it has the nutrients and the things in the tank that it needs to, to provide for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also like drinking enough water, and I, like, don't get me wrong. I will treat myself to a Coke Zero probably more often than I should. But like, I love that shit. And so, but it's all, but it is it is all about balance. So it's like, am I gonna drink it four times a day? No. I'm also going to like, I'm gonna do it maybe a couple times a week, and I'm gonna savor that, and I'm gonna love every single drop of it. But I also have to keep in the back of my mind is like, if I drink this every single day, am I going to be able to show up 
for the people that need me to? Am I going to be able to be the best version of myself for the people that need me to be the best version of myself? Like, no. So I, I'm also thinking about like all the other people in my life that need me. Um, and then like knowing also when to, when to tap out. And this is something that I've really struggled with because I can be a people pleaser from time to time. And so just staying healthy is also knowing like when to say no and when to check out and when to take time for yourself. And there have been plenty of things that I've missed out on or like friend gatherings or people going to concerts or movies or whatever. But it's like at the end of the day, like I have to think about like, what do I need to make sure that I'm able to recharge and show up the best way that I know how the very next day. Um, and so I've learned that like my sweet spot is I have to get at least six and a half hours of sleep at night. Like that is my, that's like my sweet spot. And I learned that in college. Um, so, you know, there's, there's also a part where like some friendships have kind of withered and just like died out because I'm not able to fit into somebody else's life in the way that fits them the best. Mm. Um, and so that, that's hard too. And being able to say goodbye to some things that maybe don't serve me in the best way anymore. And, um, you know, but the people that I do have in my life understand and they, they know like that I'm not doing things to like be selfish or to just like be weird, I guess. Or like, I'm not saying no from like coming from like an ugly place. It's like, I'm saying no, because like, I just have to, because of my job yeah. and like, and like the right people are understanding of that and they're cool with it. And like, we move on. Um, and luckily a lot of my friends I work with as well. So like everybody gets it. Um, so I think like knowing, knowing when to say no and when to take time for yourself is a big, is a big mental health. And that is, that is a huge part of staying healthy is like, if you're able to to talk to yourself in a way that is positive and encouraging, like that's also going to help you recharge and refuel to show up the next day. Um, so mm -hmm. finding balance, I, I figured out that like Sundays, like I have to take Sundays off. Um, and yes, it's like partially for like a religious thing. Um, but then also because Sunday is, I, I just, I don't know what it is about Sunday, but anytime that I've like substituted a class on a Sunday, it just kind of like makes me feel funky for the rest of the week. Um, and so this is something that I've learned probably within the last year that like, I just, I just need to take Sundays off. Sundays are just like, that's just my day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it just gives me the ability to like reset. Absolutely. Which, that's part of, that's, so that's part of your routine to help you balance. For yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. And some people can do that on a Wednesday. Some people can do it on a Friday. Like for me, it just so happens to be, it just needs to happen on a Sunday. Um, but I think like being healthy is also recognizing that, um, which is part of like, it's, it's part of my goal is that, you know, healthy doesn't always look a certain way. And that there are a lot of things that people combat and there are a lot of things that are genetic that people just can't help. Um, yeah. and yeah. 
like that that's no reason to to look down on somebody else just because you know they're they're dealing with things that the outside world can't see um so i think that if you are if you're eating the right way if you're drinking water if you're balancing it out with like certain foods that you enjoy because i'm a big sweets person so like you bet your ass that I have four pints of Ben and Jerry's in my freezer. Like, absolutely. So, but like, I also know that like, I'm going to, I'm only going to eat it like when I crave it. And if I crave it every single day for five days, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm not going to eat an entire pint, but like, I'm going to eat a couple scoops of it. But there's also like, your body's also trying to tell you things as well. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes like when you have like a major, sugar craving is because you're deficient in protein. Um, so then like, I'll think about that too. I'm like, how much protein have I had today? Like, do I need to up that for like my meal this evening? So like I try and I really try and listen to my body and what it is. And I've taken a lot of time to educate myself on like nutrition and what certain foods I personally need for my life. Um, and like, I need more carbs. I need more things that are going to be like energy fueling because I am much more active than, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people in this world. And so what I eat is very, very different than maybe what my dad would eat during the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also like age plays into that too. Oh my gosh, there's so much I could talk about nutrition. Holy smokes. Like, (laughs) but, um, you know, I, I think that being comfortable with yourself is, is part of being healthy and knowing like, what do I need my body to do? And if you know, the biggest, the biggest thing that honestly helped my, my health journey was never stepping on a scale and that, um, you know, wearing, wearing clothes. Cause I know a lot of times women can get, uh, very, they can get very let down by saying like, Oh, I wear a certain size. Um, oh, you let the numbers and- control you. Yeah. And the, the, the number, and honestly, like if you wear clothes that fit your body the right way, um, you're going to look and feel very different. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, like, and I, I love, and this is part of like, I don't mind putting myself on the chopping block and I don't mind putting myself out there. Um, you know, like I wear a size six bra at Lululemon. I wear a size six pant. Um, you know, I don't wear a size small and anything. I wear a medium or a large because I have thighs and I have an ass and I have hips and I have things that like, I mean, but that's just, that's just my body. And I think that like, you know, people automatically assume that like I should be a a size zero. And I'm like, I've, I think I was a size zero when like I came out of the womb. Like there's just not, I've just never, I've never been that size. I've always been an athlete. I've always had muscle, like muscles built. And like, that's just not something that's in it for me. And you know what? that is okay. Yeah. That is okay. And I am able to wake up every single day and I'm able to teach 15 classes a week and I'm able to, you know, feel good about the things that I wear. And so I don't give a shit what size my pants say. Like I, I feel good about it, you know, like, and that's 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 obviously feel good. Right. Yeah. And that, but that's obviously taken time to get to that point. And like, you know, obviously when you're a 16 year old girl and you're in high school, like that is so much easier said than done. And like, I, I recognize that immensely. Um, 
But I also think too, that like we all go through those things so that we can have these like revelations and we can have these moments where you're like, you know, I've, I've struggled and like, I know what it feels like to be in that moment and to feel that way. But like now I'm here. So how do I, how do I not go backwards and find myself back in this slump? Um, you know, how do I keep moving forward? And I don't know, I like I turned 32 this year and anybody that any girl that comes into the studio that like celebrates a birthday, like I love asking people how old they are. Um, Cause <laughs> I think age, I think age is just a number as well. Um, yeah. And so anytime they're like, Oh, I'm turning 30. I'm like, good for you. Like 30 is the most magical age ever. Like maybe it was just me. Maybe. I don't know. But like 30 was pretty awesome. I would say 30 is, 30 is great. And supposedly like when you turn 40, it's even better. But like when I turned 30, there was something that just like flipped a switch in me that like, I just stopped giving a shit anymore. And I'm like, I, I love myself. I love where I'm at. And like, I don't give a flying fuck what anybody else thinks. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's when you turn 30. I don't know what it is, but like, I always tell that to girls that are like, Oh, I'm turning 30. And they like have this like very negative mindset about it. I'm like, it's great. It's incredible. It is great. Like, and you're, when you get ready to like turn it, I remember that. Cause when I was like 29, I was like, Oh my God, I'm getting ready to turn 30. And then once you do, it's just like, Oh, <laughs> this is, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is great. I'll be, I'll let you know how it turns out next year. I'll be turning 40. Okay, great. Let me know. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Yeah. I, I, I think that that age and all of that in general is just, it's interesting to see like how people feel and true and like to let go of the number. Like I feel, I feel good. Yeah. You just got to let go of the number. Yeah. Because like, if you're comfortable about where you're at and if you're and my whole thing is like, if your body is able to do the things that you want to go and do, then like, and you, and you can honestly answer to yourself that you are fueling it to where you can reach your highest capacity, then you're good. Yeah. You're good. Agreed. I couldn't agree with you more. Eat the fucking chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> God, I love chocolate. And eat it slow and enjoy it. Yes. Yes. I feel so sorry for people that deprive themselves of things. Oh, I know. I mean, that's where the number comes in. That's like you get on the scale and you weigh yourself and you're like, oh, it's because I had the cake last night. I'm like, yeah, but that cake's not going to stay there. Like, what? why are you letting that the scale control like how your day is? You know, it's like going from that to this whole thing and it's, it's not that it's about balance and enjoying like eat it forget the scale just know how you feel like how do you feel yeah because sometimes you need that piece of chocolate cake and that makes you feel really good and you know what it like helps you forget about whatever bullshit it is that you're dealing with for like you know that five minutes yes you know but again it is it's about it's about the balance like understand that like you know is it are you going to be able to eat like that every single day and still be able to show up and do what it is you want to do? No, probably no. not. But like, do you need it in the moment? Yeah. yeah. So eat it. Yes. Like what the fuck ever. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, it's really funny from going this to what I'm going to ask you next is 
from going uh like as being a social instructor i mean you guys are very like it, it is a sex appealing job so going from that like how often do you get hit on <laughs> 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 from it and like oh isn't that fun <laughs> i love i love this question this is so great um so it honestly doesn't happen as often as you would think okay. um and and now that I say that, the last two people that I've dated have definitely been people that I've met because of SoulCycle. Like, whoops. But it's not. It's not like I I get done with class and I have like you know hundreds of messages in my inbox or like I have emails. Like honestly, I have had one one guy that has like message me something like inappropriate on Instagram. Um, oh. And it's like, it, it, and that's it. Like, do I, I don't know. And I, I, I ride that very fine line because, um, and this is, oh, this is so funny that you talk about all this stuff because <laughs> I, <laughs> one of my, one of my friends from the studio, Jess is like obsessed with um, like, getting your cards read and like horoscopes and all that stuff. So I went over to her house yesterday and I let her do like a card reading and I'm a, and I'm a Scorpio. Um, and so Scorpios are known for having this like extra high, like sexual energy. So (laughs) I mean, you, you do give that out. Like you do vibrate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so then she was like pulling these cards and she was like, like talking about like, you know, your inner femininity and like letting that out and not being ashamed of like being a woman and like all of this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. Cause like in class, I mean, and this is just from like, like a personal standpoint is that like, I never want to make, um, like if you were to come in like as a couple, like either a, a husband and a wife or, um, like a boyfriend, girlfriend situation, um, I would never want to make somebody feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, where it's like, oh, well now I know why you always come to her class or something like that. Like I would never want to have that be like a topic of conversation. Um, so I try and always bring my class, like bring it from like a very athletic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just the, the way Soul Cycle is designed, you're in a dark room, it's dimly lit, everybody is sweaty, it's going to be sexual regardless. Like, that's yeah. just the way, yes. <laughs> just the way it's going to be. <laughs> and me being who I am, I thrive in very awkward situations. Like, making awkward comments is, like, my forte. So the things that we say in class, a thousand percent can be sexual. Um and it, a lot of times it's like very accidental and it's things that like I'm very hyper aware of, but a lot of times like writers don't even hear me say these kinds of things. So, <laughs> um, so then it's almost just like a very personal like giggle and like that I get a laugh out of it. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking like, ha ha ha, like I wonder if anybody heard me say that. <laughs> um, but I... I don't really get, I don't really get hit on that much. Um, 
like it's it's definitely things where like like I'll have guys follow me or even girls follow me on Instagram and like they'll comment on a picture and like say something but then it's like it's always the thing of like well you you can do anything behind your phone or behind your computer and like you never have to show oh, up yeah. to a class ever again yeah um I've I've had like um a couple instances of like overly involved writers um mm. but they've never they've never asked me out but like they would follow me from like studio to studio and ride with me like religiously um and there have been there's only been on one occasion that this happened that I've that I've felt like uncomfortable and I had to like talk to like soul cycle like corporate about it and be like hey like I'm just like like I, I like I watched them like follow me home one day like I I just I feel very uncomfortable with this like can we like do something about it oh, wow. um but that's only happened one time and yeah, but mm. yeah, the 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 guy the guy that I'm dating at the moment, um <laughs> you guys connected through Soul Cycle. We did meet through Soul Cycle. He <laughs> came and took he came and took one of my classes. Um and then uh like a month later, he messaged me and was like, "Hey, I took one of your classes. It was really great." And then we just kind of and I was like, "Well, he's super cute. Like, I don't remember him being in class." <laughs> Um, and so then like I offered, I was like, Hey, if you and a friend want to come and ride, like I teach tomorrow, like you're more than welcome to come ride. Um, and he was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then I guess that gave him like the, like his opening line. Um, but that does not happen often, like hardly ever, like ever, ever, ever. So, okay. How are you guys required to do the hair flip? (laughs) What? So are you guys required to do the hair flip? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Again, that's just my Scorpio sexual energy coming out. (laughs) That's just it. I know. And so I've been, I've been told on numerous occasions, um, that I do have like a very, a very high sexual energy especially especially in that class like in class yeah yeah I mean you guys all have this there there definitely is like a sex appeal in it and I've showed like one of my friends like the difference between like another uh, spin class and then you guys are like wow they they're like sex I'm like yeah (laughs) 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 like that just I did I did hear that I did hear that one time um, and it actually was down here in Tampa, which is just, is mind boggling to me because my class is very, it's not like so different than it was in New York city, but like, it's just like, it's, it's a different, um, it's just a different type of people down here. Um, so I've kind of like, it's just, it's just different. And I remember I was standing behind the front desk and the woman came, it was, a, it was actually a woman who said it. And she looked right at me. She was like, oh, my God, I feel like you and I just had sex for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I had to look at her. And again, this is where the asshole in me was just like, well, was it any good? <laughs> she 
was like, yeah, it was great. I'm very sweaty. I'm like, great, me too. And like, it just, I think that like part of it too is like, you just have to accept that that's the way it's going to be. And you just kind of like lean into it and like, whatever, you know, I just, (laughs) it's just the way it's going to be. Oh my God. That's so good. Isn't that great? (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even like ask you the next question because it's like totally a different ride. So hold on. Like, (laughs) should we regroup? Let's regroup. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, God, we're gonna, we might like, hold on. I have a few more and then maybe, maybe we'll keep going for a little bit longer. Um, Whew, what's a short one? I have to ask for a short one. Let's see. Okay. God, I don't have short ones. Let's see how short you can do them. You ready? Okay. Okay. <laughs> what you what ins- like a- inspires you? Oh, my people. Your people? My people. Your people. Yes. People like that. Um, I guess I don't have any people close to me, but what inspires me is seeing people um, do something that they love and be really good at it. And it doesn't matter what it is. Like, I just, I enjoy, I get inspired by seeing people be in their element. Yeah. Yeah. I actually can relate to that too. Uh, That was short. That was short. You did great. (laughs) (laughs) It could very much go into this whole thing. Next. Uh, So uh, what do you want to be known as? A badass. Um, I want to be known. I like. I I guess a couple of like. I want to be known as obviously like a a fitness instructor, but I also want to be known as like a very um, welcoming, a very kind, and a very genuine person. Um, that just allows that is able. Like I just want to be known for giving people the space to be who they're supposed to be. Mm. Mm. Yes. Gosh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's your last day on earth. What do you want to do? <sighs> Speaking from a Scorpio, have sex. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I I would probably, I would want to like be with people that I just really like. I'm a, I'm a sunshine person. Hence why I like, I decided to move to Tampa. Mm. Um, I would definitely want to be like outside on the beach, uh, preferably like with my family. Um, just like enjoying, enjoying like one of my favorite places with my favorite people. What's your, what's your favorite place? The beach? What's my what? What's your favorite place? Is the beach your favorite place? Oh yeah, for sure. Anywhere, anywhere warm. I've always said that like, if this whole fitness thing doesn't work out, then I'm going to own a fruit stand on the equator where I can wear a bathing suit all day long and never have to wear shoes. Oh yeah. Yeah. You do love the sunshine. I love the sunshine. Mm. God, this has been uh, great and fun. I, <laughs> 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 it's, 
my face is gonna keep smiling. This is just, I didn't, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna take a breather here and then I'm gonna go into the next one just to be a little short bit with her. And thank you for doing this. Nice. Of course, ah. anytime. Okay. We are back. I'm having tons of fun with her. She's amazing and she's just sharing away. So we're just going to keep going. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. So from all of that, that fun ride, I'm going to go into like, what has been your darkest time for you? Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, you, you personally know a little bit about my story. Mm -hmm. So, um, my darkest time was when I was going through my divorce. So I got married when I was 26 and, um, I had known this person for a very long time. And, um, you know, I, I, I've been very open about all of this and that like my marriage wasn't always bad. There was definitely like, I, I mean, I totally loved him and like our relationship was good. And, um, out to change or evolve or do anything different. I needed to stay the same human that I was when he met me. And when he met me, I was 22. So like, that's, <laughs> um, I don't think that's fair. Um, so, you know, I will just, we'll just unload. Yeah. Um, so I had a miscarriage back in 2018 and that's really when my marriage like completely fell apart. And, um, he said some really, really ugly, nasty things to me. And, uh, my, my trust in him had already been kind of like iffy as it is. And then the way that he handled this was incredibly inappropriate. And, um, the things that he decided to do as a response to finding out that I miscarried, um, was just, it, it just, it's, uh, it's unacceptable. Um, and so we, we stuck it out for a little while. And so that's actually when I was right in the middle of making the transition of going and, um, going to soul cycle and the night before I left, cause you have to, to go to training, you have to like move to New York city and, and do all that. So we were going to be apart for two months, which again is another financial strain because I'm not, providing and I'm not like providing a paycheck or anything. Um, so we had to like dip into our savings and, and luckily like I am a huge saver. So, um, like I didn't have a problem doing that, but this was not part of his dream. Mm. So he was not as supportive, which again is something that I learned, um, that I, that I honestly did not know about him at all. Um, I didn't know that I was not allowed to ever become a different person or ever have a different dream or a different passion. Like, so the night before I left, he looked right at me and I'm, I'm packing my suitcase and he, uh, he told me and that the only reason why I let you try out was because I never thought you would make it. And just from like, just putting marriage aside, like if you care about somebody, you don't talk to them like that. Um, no, and then absolutely. throwing marriage into it, it's like, how, how could you ever possibly 
find it appropriate to say something like that to your spouse. The person that you're supposed to love unconditionally for your entire life. And it's like, I'm not asking you to like, like, I'm not telling you that I'm going to go like be a gypsy and like sell like marijuana on the side of the street. Like, it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything crazy or like, that's going to be like detrimental to my health. Like this is still going to provide and I'm still going to make money. And I'm still, you know, it's like, I was, I was floored. I was absolutely floored. Um, and so that was probably my darkest moment because I then had to continue to go up to New York and pursue this dream that I knew that my husband did not support, did not want, did not agree with. And I still had to go at it full force because like I had made a promise to myself. Um, and I really, I really had to like, I had to dig deep. I did dig really deep and I got very depressed. And when I, when I get sad, like I have a tendency to not have an appetite, which I recognize. And so, but the people in my life who would call me out on something like that are my family. And I'm also not around my family. I'm around, you know, all of these people who I don't know. And what am I, what am I going to do? Share my entire life story with these people that I had met two hours ago. So like that was really, really hard um, because my parents and my sister and my brother, and nobody had any idea that my marriage was at this point because I did not want to look like a failure and I didn't want anybody to know that my life was the way that it was. And so like, I just kept it hidden. Um, so that was probably my darkest, my darkest moment. Um, and then halfway through training, his middle sister got married. So I had to come home and that's really, uh, when things like exploded, I was home for like 48 hours and, um, I had learned some things that he had been doing behind my back and I was like, well, that's it. Like I, this is unacceptable. And I, I refuse. (laughs) I, I do not accept this. Um, you're a piece of shit and I deserve better. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when I really had to like pull myself up and it was not easy at all. I, uh, I called Melanie Griffith who is like the head, one of like the head, trainers for like, um, like their training groups. And I had a personal phone call with her and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can finish this. Um, and she was like, she was like, you can, it's not easy, but you absolutely can do this because you started it and Mm. you knew that it was going to be hard. And she's like, and how, how victorious are you going to feel when you finish this and you're able to you're able to stand up on your own two feet and say, I did this. And I did this because I wanted to do it. And, uh, and you're like, I I don't need anybody else. I don't need anybody. Like you, you sat here and you told me that like, you don't support me. So I know that I did this on my own and that I can put my name behind this and then I can feel good about it. So like that conversation with her, honestly, like shifted my whole mindset. And I went through all the phases of grief. I was pissed off and I was pissed off for a really long time. And I think I needed to be to get to where, to where I am. Like that's the only reason why I made it this far. Um, And that's where, again, it's like, you know, people, people can judge you for whatever, but like you have to take the time and you have to process things in your own way 
in your own time frame and like everybody else can literally go fuck themselves because like you take the time that you need to do whatever it is to remain on your own path and you just at at some point you just do what you got to do um so wow. I'm 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 glad that I did and through all of that it's honestly and like there was a there was a time period where like I didn't want to trust anybody like how could I the person that I that I committed my life to like had broken the ultimate trust um so there was like a there was a point in time where like I didn't want to trust people but the moment that I started to actually talk about what was going on in my life actually allowed me to trust the people that I needed to um and that I I had to learn that I was putting too much emphasis and too much importance on the wrong people and that that would it just it wasn't going to get me anywhere because the the right people I wasn't letting in which was my family. Like I wasn't letting my family in. Um, and those were, that was, those were going to be the people that were actually going to pull me out of this hole. Um, and like help me find my way out. So that's my darkest moment. (laughs) (laughs) And pulling, uh, through that darkest moment, would you, what, what pulled you through it? Would you say that because of where you're at now, like how did you pull through that did you go to therapy did you what did how did you get through um, a big part of it has to do with my faith and mm. uh so you know I, I would be foolish to say that there there was a part of me that like got angry mm-hmm. at god and like thought like why me because i'm a good person um or at least i hope i'm a good person fingers crossed but um i would say you are like <laughs> so it's like why like why me like I, I graduated high school. I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. I didn't do any of that. I went to college, graduated, got good grades, had a kick-ass job. I would volunteer. I love my family. Like I felt like I was doing all the right things. And I'm like, so why is this happening to me? And honestly, I think the reason why it happened to me was to figure out and for me to, to really, really know that I'm a really strong fucking woman and that I needed to be, I needed to know that for this job because I truly feel like my job is to be in fitness and that part of my story is going to be able to help other women and even other men figure out how strong that they are and that I had to go through something like this so that I could figure out like this, this is how strong I am. And you're going to be able to use this to empower people to either get out of a relationship that they don't need to be in or to leave a job that's no longer fulfilling them or to give people the courage to pursue something that is going to make them struggle a little bit, but to be that, that sound and that voice of reason to let them know that you're going to make it through like, and I can speak from experience and, um, yeah, absolutely. So like, You're able to relate to others more now. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I think that that, like, my faith has had a big, 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 big thing to do with it. Um, and knowing that, like, God's never going to give me something that I can't handle. Um, but then also my family. My family is a constant reminder of what's important to me and that 
no matter what, I haven't lost everything because I still have them. Um, hmm. Yeah. Family. Your family is your anchor. They are. Hmm. <clears throat> so going from that, that's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And, and, and a journey, a journey itself. Like how would you say that you are today? from it all um I'm a completely different person in the best way possible um I've always liked who I am and I can attribute that to my parents and a lot to do with my dad um he's always told both me and my sister like you guys are beautiful you're smart you're funny you offer the world so much um and He's always, and he still is. My sister's 33. I'm 31. Like, he's never stopped. It doesn't matter what age we're at. He always tells us those things. Um, but I really feel more like myself than I ever have before. And this is even before I met my ex-husband. This is, like, I, I, like, I truly feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm with the exact people that I'm supposed to be with. Um, and that I can look back and I can say like, yeah, I went through some really heavy shit, but it was all for a reason. And even if that reason is only just for me to know that like, I'm a lot stronger than I give myself credit for, mm -hmm. even if that's the only reason, like that's reason enough. Um, but I would say that I'm, I'm very comfortable with who I am, what I have to offer the world, the type of human that I am, the way that I look, the way that I feel like I just, there was something inside of me that, that just switched and that I was just, I just needed to look at myself differently. And for a while I allowed my divorce to like, to define what I bring to the table. And I felt like, you know, this is all anybody's ever going to talk about. And honestly, it's been a lot of conversations between my family that, you know, they're like, that's not how we view you. That's not how we look at you. And like, I really had to cut a ton of friends out of my life um, for personal reasons. And then for like self-preservation reasons, because they were friends with us, like with me and my ex-husband um, oh, yeah. and I was like, I just, I just can't, I just can't be friends with you guys anymore. Like, that's just, I mean, they, they knew a lot of information about what he was doing behind my back that they didn't tell me about. And so I felt very betrayed. Um, and once I allowed myself to move through all of these phases is when I've actually been able to come out and like see the light and like feel better. Um, and so if I can offer anything to anybody, it's just that like, allow yourself to take the time to process whatever it is that you go through, because some, some time periods are going to be much shorter than others. And some are going to be really hella long, but there's also no, there's, there's not like a, a playbook on how this is supposed to go down. And like, you're allowed to stay in whatever phase you need to for as long as you need to. You want to be pissed off? You want to be angry? Great. Do it. <laughs> you want to be sad? Great. 
do it. Like you're allowed to feel whatever the fuck you want to feel for the amount of time that you want to feel it. Um, so I think I'm just, I'm, I'm much more grounded at this point and that like, I know who I am and I've made promises to myself that I'm not going to allow people to take advantage of me in the way that he did. I'm not going to allow someone to speak to me the way that he did. I'm not going to allow somebody to treat me the way that he did. Um, and that I'm very, very particular about who I let into my life. And I'm very particular about, um, the way that I let them make me feel. And that if, if something like rubs me the wrong way, then I'm just, I'm just going to walk away. And that's, you know, I'm just going to have to accept that like, this was not right for me and that's okay. And that there's something better out there for me. Um, I think that's been a big thing too, is that like, no matter how happy I thought that I was, that like, there's something so much better for me just waiting for whatever moment. And I'm not like, not like, you know, searching for anything, but like, I just, I just have this overwhelming peace that there is something so much better for me out there. You choosing you and trusting. That's right. <clears throat> favorite book. <laughs> Ooh, favorite book would probably be The Alchemist. That's your favorite book? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I have not read that. I one. love that book. Hmm. Uh, favorite quote. The only person that you have to compete with is who you were yesterday. From Rachel Hollis. Okay, you just had that right there. That was nice. <laughs> that is that that is my that is my favorite quote. The only person that you have to compete with is the person who you were yesterday. Cause and and it's so it's so prevalent in my industry that like we feel like we have to compete with each other and it's just not. Like who I am in that room is gonna be very different than somebody else. It doesn't make me any better, it doesn't make me any worse, it just makes me different. And like we get so tied up with what other people are doing and how successful other people are. And it's like, are they worried about anybody else? Are they worried about what you're doing? No, they're on their own path and they're competing with who they were yesterday. And as long as you are a better person than that, then you're going to come out ahead. That's all that matters. Damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mic, mic drop. Mic drop. Yep. <laughs> Okay, then this is going to end on the, the last one. Um, it's your last class that you're going to teach. What are you going to say? Oh, gosh. I would say wait for somebody who... who lets you know that you can be anybody you want to be. And if you have to wait forever, that's fine. Because the only person that really needs to tell you that you can be whoever you want to be is yourself. So do whatever the fuck you want to do and be really good at it. There's the mic again. Oh, ah, <laughs> <that goes> wild. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
This has been uh, a ride. This has been a ride. <laughs> it has. This has been so much fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> I I want to <sighs> thank you. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm so glad that we've connected Ugh, tremendously. I just enjoy your existence so much. <laughs> and, and your and your class is it's just it's phenomenal. It is so phenomenal, and I highly recommend for you guys to check her out. And I'm gonna have you um, do a little spiel on like where they can find you. And you okay. do have your own podcast as well. I so. do. <laughs> Please share. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Really, no other platform. I don't. Really, I don't use Facebook. I don't use Twitter. Um, but you can find me at Ellie, which is E L L E E dot Morris, M O R R I S. That's my personal Instagram. Uh, my podcast also has an Instagram called resting bike face underscore. Um, and then that's also what my podcast is called. It's called RBF. Um, so I have that uploaded on Spotify and iTunes. So you can find that I release episodes. Um, now they are every Wednesday at seven. And, um, yeah, so you can message me, you can hit me up on the gram, whatever. I, um, I personally run all of that. So there's like no robot, whatever. Um, I love engaging with people. I love hearing about people's stories. So, um, if you ever feel like you need to share something, I am always open for that. And I, I'll answer any question anybody ever wants to know. Um, so hopefully you guys can find me there. If not, you find me on a bike. Um, I teach I teach every day of the week except for Sunday. It's my day off. Um, I teach in the morning. I teach at night. So whatever you know fits you best, you can find me there too. Thank you so much. Of course. I think we're gonna. I think we should do another one and talk about some other things. This has been so much fun. <laughs> You, you, we can do we can do as many episodes as you want to do. I got a lot of shit to talk about. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we're gonna we're gonna figure that out. Um, yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. Always, my heart goes out to all of you, whoever is listening to this, and I love you guys so much. And just thank you for being here and showing up for yourself and listening to things that just shift you, wake you up, just kind of look within. And always, so much love to all of you. Take care.